Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So, you out there, you are becoming and being your greatest possible self. However I can support you, let me know. Number one, best way in my opinion, stay subscribed to the Marathon and Podcast and keep being and becoming your greatest possible self. Just keep it up, okay? That's all you got to do is keep showing up. That's the name of the game. Number two, when you're ready, would love to support you getting your message out to our audience on becoming your greatest possible self with an interview. If you feel like you're ready for that, send me a message. Let's talk and see if it's a good fit. Number three, when you're ready to launch your own podcast and build your own platform, I would love to support you in that as well. It's one of my favorite things to do to help people amplify their impact, their platform, their message, and really leave a legacy, you know? Like, why, why are you here? You're here to leave a legacy. You're here to make a difference, and I want to support you in that. So send me a message. Email chris at beergps.com, Instagram at I am millionaire Chris, or facebook.com forward slash th3 burns. Would love to hear from you, and however I can support you, I'm here for you. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. This week, it's by Brian Kelly. Brian says, authentic and energetic. Chris is as authentic as one can be. He loves helping people and his energy is infectious. Watch this show if you want to become your greatest possible self. Absolutely. And if you want to get a chance to get shouted out on the 12-hour marathon, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes. And thank you so much, Brian Kelly, for giving us that review and just letting our audience and listeners know what you think of the show and Let's keep growing together. I'm going to introduce Paul and then bring him on the screen. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because this guy has been on, I want to say like seven, eight, nine times, something like that is a lot because he constantly has wisdom to share. He constantly leads with his heart and he's a freaking genius. That's why. And he's an awesome guy. I love him. He's my brother. Let's introduce Paul. Mr. Paul McFarland, president, founder, and professional human being of the 1101 Experiment. Paul is a business and brand strategist with global Fortune 500 experience. He's a writer, designer, producer, director, public speaker and trainer, motivational, inspirational expert, screenplay writer, musician, and more. But it all comes from one place. Paul's desire to bring universal love, oneness, and success to businesses and individuals. To do good and help people realize their greatest potential love, peace, and understanding in everything Paul McFarland does, but business and brand strategists will do for today. And we're blessed to have Paul with us here today. Paul, you ready to rock the house, my man? We're going to caress the house. Caress the house. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're going but there to today. Point, um, <laughs> for anyone who's tuning in for the first time, and I hope there are, uh, this thing that you do every Wednesday, is a true garden of inspiration. Uh, it's the energy you bring, your curiosity and your support for everyone, uh, your high energy, and all the different people who have their stories to tell, whether they have something to say or something to sell. Oh, gosh, I'm rhyming. Um, <laughs> it's, 
it's always worth it. You know, you just pop in when you can, listen for a few minutes, and you'll hear something inspiring and supportive. And that is my goal too. Mm, absolutely. And we're bringing I got good that stuff for today. I got great stuff for today. Yes, I, I know it. You always have great stuff. So we're going to dive right into the theme, man, which is the one thing. We'll start off with that. What's your perspective on the one thing, Paul? My perspective for right here, right now, is it's important to know how to be calm during the storm. Mm. And what does that mean? You know what it means. It means when you're feeling like the world's going to end for you, you're at your worst point, you're depressed, uh, you're afraid, you're anxious. It's uh, I've got $78 in my bank account. Oh, I owe $80,000. I don't have any business coming in. Ah, you know, uh, my, or actually here today, I had a client uh, who was sleeping very well, actually berate me on a, on a video call this morning and just be very abusive, which kind of felt kind of crappy. Uh, and then I got a, a rush project that I've got to get done, you know, quite soon. And then um, let's see. Oh, my niece who lives next door, uh, his health isn't very good, and we were concerned that she was having a seizure. So we had to go over there and help her and check out what was really going on. And, you know, that qualifies pretty well for a pretty kind of rocking stock and kind of stressful day. So, how do you deal with bad news? How do you deal with lack? How do you deal with the things that bring you down? Hmm. Well, you know, my left hand, I happen to have right now a little piece of hematite. And hematite is a very grounding kind of uh, stone. And sometimes by holding it, you know, in in the left hand to receive that energy is kind of nice. But keeping calm during the storm. Again, we've all been there. Um, Sometimes people say, I've hit rock bottom. Uh, I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to lose this, I'm going to lose that. This isn't happening. You know, I someone broke up with me, whatever. All those things that happen. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if anyone listening right now or watching right now is either going through something like that, recently has gone through something like that, or knows someone going through something like that. I'll start with a very simple quote. I wish I wrote it, but I heard it again this morning, which is, Man or mankind or womankind, we live between two thieves. Hmm. Mankind lives between two thieves. Chris, any guess what those two thieves are? The past and the future. Oh, yes. (laughs) Why are they called thieves? Wow. Well, that's... Put it in one of my favorite kind of contexts. Yeah. An hourglass. Mm. I'm going to turn it over. Here we go. So, when you have an hourglass, remember, this is the past. Mm. This is the future. Problem is, we don't know how much time we have. That's right. Can't do anything about the sand down there. But look how fast that's moving that's the now yes this is where life is happening this is where life can't happen this is where it already happened this is what we have right now so when you think about life 
flowing, going, going, running out of time. And if you spend your time thinking about that, the thief of the future through anxiety is robbing the joy of the now. The thief of the past, which can be shame, regrets, robs the joy of the now. We'll come back to this. So the, so the present moment is the only place that you can be calm during the storm. And if the storm is going on and it's sweeping you into the future of worry or into the past of shame and regret, then you're not being present. And ultimately, the it sounds like the one thing for you is to really be in the present moment. And I think for everyone and, you know, to be in the well, present moment. And uh, go a little be, farther than that. Go just a little bit farther than that. Can any can anybody really exist in the past? No. Time travelers, raise your hand. Come on, that's okay. <laughs> Accept that. You can't really live in the past. No. You can think in the past, which makes you living in the past, but you can't exist in the past, and you can't exist in the future. Mm-hmm. Yes, the best thing to do is you can have gratitude for the past. Right. You can treasure memories. Fine. Mm-hmm. You can make plans for the future. You can anticipate you know, and, and prepare, mm-hmm. fine. But you have to. You have no choice but to live in the now. Mm. So what does that have to do with being calm in the storm? Well, let's think of an actual storm. It's already a metaphor, so let's stay with it. Storm in the sky, thunder, lightning, clouds. Clouds. I like the French word, nuage. Nuage. It's a great word for cloud. Clouds in the sky. The sky is life, but the clouds are thoughts. They form, they pass, they build, they rain, they storm, they dissolve. And interesting that clouds give us also perspective. If you see clouds, on certain days, they're going off into the horizon. You get an idea of the bowl of the sky over the earth, right? It gives a scale sometimes. But think where you're living now. You get some pretty cloudless skies, don't you? Yeah. Summerlin, Las Vegas? Yep. <laughs> when you have a cloudless sky and you just see the same shade of electric blue, well, if you just step out of an airplane, you can say, wow, sun and rejoice. But if that's your. You know, typical existence. Mm-hmm. How many people actually stop and look at the blue sky? Probably not too many. And a few more people look at the sky when there are clouds because we can imagine what, hey, clouds, thoughts. Mm-hmm. That looks like Europe. No, that looks like a turtle on its back. That looks like, right? We analyze our own thoughts and we make decisions about them. So mm-hmm. being calm in the storm. Let's just imagine someone is worse than broke. And they are struggling and they're dying for income, clients, or a job, business. Well, remaining calm in that storm is essential. And I do mean the word essential, the essence, because how many people, anyone watching now, you, me, make a really smart, wise decision when you're stressed? When you're anxious, nope. What is it? Uh, emotions. When emotions are high, intellect, intelligence is low. <laughs> right. 
for instance, when people actually do choose to commit suicide, mm-hmm. rare is the human being who does it in a very calm, thoughtful, um, wise way. Right. I was talking to a guy last night uh, who lives in Taipei City. He's from Australia. He did a campaign about legal uh, euthanasia. And there was a story of a guy who just had the worst illness, doesn't matter what it was. The quality of life was down. He was just going to get worse and worse for his family. He was in constant pain. And he made a very rational, thoughtful decision to end his physical life. Hmm. Most people who whose viewpoint of life becomes depressed, suicidal, yeah. it's a very, very powerful emotion and a story we're telling ourselves that things can't get better, things won't get better. So during the storm, and I chose that word uh, very carefully, a storm is violent energy. It can be a fierce argument with a loved one or a client or a neighbor or a friend. It can be something tumultuous that upsets your calm and your you know, equilibrium in life, financially, physically, intellectually, emotionally. They are powerful. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in a storm? Some people close the windows, pull the curtains, and cower because they're afraid of the storm. And their story is telling them they can get hurt in the storm, so they want to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Some people grab their device and follow the the weather and see what's going to happen. Is it going to get worse? They want to research their way into comfort. And think, whatever's going on, researching your way into comfort is probably a little step up from sticking your head in the sand. Totally, yeah. You know, getting smart and getting information and educating yourself about the storm. And the worst of it is heading your way. Do you call your neighbors? (laughs) Or what my father did. He was a goofball in a lot of ways. But one thing he did when we were kids, when there was a tornado coming or whatever, he went outside, stood with his hands behind his back, and just kind of looked at the clouds and watched the storm. And you could feel the air pressure changing and the sky going green, which is the creepiest thing of all. And he invited us you know, to be out there and just kind of look at it and be calm about it. Yeah. Like the last time, uh, Ryan, there was a possible real tornado. I calmly take things that are fragile near the windows, and I secure them. And then I just relax. I make sure that, you know, if my iPhone is my communication device, I plug it into a battery and make sure it's fully charged. I make sure the battery, the external one is charged. You know, I just prepare. You prepare, right? Well, again, during a physical storm now, if you go outside and face the storm, make friends with the storm, learn about the storm, Mm. in a way... It's sort of like David and Goliath. David stands up there in that great statue, you know, with his saying like, F you, Goliath. If you've ever been, ever go to the Academia in Florence and you get to see that statue, you stand just to the right angle because it was designed to be way up there anyway. <laughs> great stories about that, by the way. We could do a whole show about the making of that statue. Mm. If you catch the gaze just right, it's a defiant, angry F you look. Like, I'm going to kick your bloody ass. Mm. So when you go out into the storm and you view it, you present yourself to it, and you try to be one with it, that can transcend transcend your relationship with the storm. Mm. So again, let's stick with a financial storm. Mm. If someone is really worried about how am I going to pay my bills next month, where is business going to come from, how am I going to do this, 
okay, you've identified fears. Good for you. You've identified the gap between what you have and what you want, and you don't know. That is quite a storm, too, the true unknown. The first thing I recommend for everyone, and we've talked about this on almost every show, is have a daily practice. Mm-hmm. About uh, 45 minutes ago, I came out of transcendental meditation, which I think is the best in the world. And one of the best things about it is you never have a bad one. You never have a great one. They're all good. They're all good. doesn't matter how many times you strayed from your mantra and whatever <laughs> thoughts you had. It doesn't matter. You just take it easy. Everything is good. It's all good. But I've been doing that um, 1.7 times a day, 1.45 times a day. I don't know on the aggregate how it works out mm-hmm. since um, November 2017 every day and it's a fantastic thing having a daily practice that calms you calm the app calm with my crush tamara levitt uh, her voice and everything if you find something that works for you you find something that grounds you lowers your blood pressure makes you feel like everything's okay music a book a video i don't care have a daily practice Mm -hmm. because storms will come and having a daily practice or even access to a piece of hematite or whatever it is, is really essential to being able to weather them. Yeah, 100%. I think it's it's so important to be flexible and adaptable in that storm as it happens, but have the roots planted in whatever is the root. Maybe it's a daily practice. Maybe it's a, you know a, a mindset to get into a, a habit, a, ri- a ritual, whatever it is, like to do to get to that place of resourcefulness. And it's so interesting that you said your dad took you outside during those times and just taught you how to, you know, make friends with it or observe it, be aware of it and uh, how that like served you the rest of your life and and gave you this mindset as Misty and I were just talking about in the last interview of like the emotions that come up, not like the the quote unquote negative emotions, right? Fear, scarcity, lack, whatever, frustration, uncertainty to be friends with that, to, to welcome it, to accept it, to allow it and acknowledge it so that we can move through it and move through the storm to brighter skies, bluer skies. You, you said something earlier. I want to go back to it's being flexible. Hmm. Flexibility. Let's use nature again. Uh, think of a really powerful windstorm mm-hmm. and see a very dry big tree the wind will snap off limbs and maybe break it in two. It is inflexible. Now, drop your eyes down lower, 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 lower to the grass. Has a tornado ever just ripped grass out? No, it can rip this tree that upends everything, but the point is the grass has got roots, but above it is just as flexible as that's one of the principles of Tai Chi Chuan, speaking daily practices in the Chinese martial art, where we stay rooted to the earth, but we're very flexible above. How do you cultivate flexibility during a storm? How do you? Oh, okay. <laughs> and, all right. Well, the way you cultivate flexibility is you have to have options. Mm-hmm. Again, anyone who has ever felt suicidal, that means your world has done this, and the number of options have closed. Hmm. I just see this horrible little slit of darkness, and 
well, what's the use of living in that? Well, when you have options, when you see the great big wide world full of opportunities and options, most of us feel better. All right, so options means, let's say, is to stay with financial. Some people think there's only one way I can make money. Hmm. I need this client to say yes today. I need this company to see my resume and hire me, or I'm not going to have a job. Uh, I need this client to find my website, or I won't have a client. Many times we think that. We pump a lot of importance on particulars. Well, an option is trusting and believing, which is another topic, but trusting and believing that there's always more. There's always more. In fact, that is a great meditational thing to get you out of the darkness of a storm of anything going on. There's always more. There's more clients out there for me than I'm ever going to need. There are more places that could hire me than I could ever imagine. There are more ways for me to earn a living. There are more ways for me to make money than even I can imagine right now. There are more out there. So the next step is, okay, how do you find them? Mm -hmm. Research. Talk to some friends. Read some stories, look online, whatever, just go out for a walk and just imagine new things coming to you. Yeah. That mindset is flexibility. Yeah. That I'm, see, I have enough water in my system to be flexible physically. Mm. And by being physically flexible, mentally flexible, that means I can be allowed to bend in different ways and to allow different things into my life. If I'm inflexible, during a storm, it, it's really going to suck because it's going to feel like there's no other opportunities. Mm-hmm. And the only opportunities you can see are in danger. Yeah. I've, I've been practicing this recently. I think I said it on our call uh, when we talked recently, like possibilities, really stepping into possibilities. What's possible? What's possible today? What's possible today? It's possible that someone could send me $500 for no reason, just because they say they love my work. They love the 12-hour marathon. They love becoming your greatest possible self. And they're like, I want to support you, Chris. Like, that's possible. Is it likely? No, we won't go there. But (laughs) it's possible. It's possible. Hey, Chris. Chris? Yes. I know this is unusual, but I need to step away for about a minute. I know you'll have something to talk about. I'll be back. Cool. Got it. So the possibilities, I love it because when you can get into that mindset of possibility, of, of just really looking at what's possible today, who could you meet, who could introduce you to someone, what could you create, what exposure could you get, what, what could an article go viral, could you find a strategy, an exercise? Could you learn a new daily habit that sticks with you for the rest of your life, that changes your life? Could today, is it possible today is the day that everything changes for you? That's something I really love to, to think about. It's possible. It's so possible that you discover what is your purpose today. It's possible. It's possible that you discover the business idea, the vehicle, the marketing strategy, the client generation strategy. It's possible that you have a conversation with your teammate, a team member, someone, your family. It's possible that you have a conversation with your family today, someone in your family, that changes your destiny forever, that heals past wounds and traumas. It's possible. It's possible that you make your significant other feel like the most special beautiful, radiant, awesome, handsome, 
person in the world. It's possible. It's possible that this phone call is your message to remember that it's possible. It's possible. So I love that. I, I could just like keep going on and on. And I think something that Paul and I have in common is how effectively we're able to do that. How effectively we're able to truly see like what is on the radar and to acknowledge what's off the radar to be able to attract even more into our lives. So I was just going on a possibility rampage saying what's possible to get people's minds expanded a little bit. Because like you said, I think that when we're in the storm, we can be so narrow, we can be so focused that it closes us off from our, uh, from it like closes off the the channel, the the connection to God, source, infinite, universe, creator, like all the possibilities, like just trying to have it all planned out, all figured out, expectations, different things like that, fear, lack, limitation, it closes us off to those things. Yeah. Well, here, let's bring it to point here. Um, I had to step away because I've uh, the an ambulance came next door. Mm. Uh, my niece, I think, had another seizure. She has seizures because she has different issues and stuff. She and my sister have gone to the hospital to check on that. So, but you know what? What could be the story? Oh no, they're they're in pain, they're in trouble, and oh my my mother, she's wishes she could have gone, but she couldn't, and this and that, and all you know. But you know what? Everything's in perfect harmony. Yeah. Because flexibility in that moment means that you have to also. There's that great thing that says, in everything, find the good. You get bad news, find the good in it, you know? You're in a lousy mood, find the good in it, you know? All Mm. the things that go on in our life, there's that opportunity to always find the good. You know, as this keeps going by here, you know? This is, again, life. We don't know how much we have, do we? (laughs) Oh, and now. So right now, and it's just very interesting because I don't think I really attracted these things today because of choosing the topic. But I do think it's just wise to, to know that existence, if you watch nature, in nature, if you, like, if you like a garden and you like to plant flowers and things, you know, to be a certain way, and you look at the way things really grow in nature, like in a forest, a real forest, where there's every stage of life, there's a new thing coming up from the ground, there's a dead tree that's fallen and knocked over a dying tree, and all those chaos that really happens, but nature just keeps growing through it. And the ivy and the moss and the animals make homes. It's just in constant flux and change. Hmm. It's quite interesting that um, when you recognize and embrace the change, like embracing the storm, yeah. what is the storm? Is the storm something that's violently trying to hurt me? No, the storm is just expressing itself. Hmm. Just expressing itself. Oh, that's it. Expressing itself, what an interesting idea, right? Being calm in the storm. Oh, which implies two two things. Understanding the storm and knowing how to be calm. Mm. Mm. So daily practices to, to cultivate calm. See, my calm through enough practice, I can slip it on like a sweater anytime I want to. Mm. Almost anything can be happening. I mean, I could be... The earth could be breaking apart in pieces and flying out into space. And I'm on a fairly small chunk with someone I don't even like. I could be calm if I wanted to. Because I know how to. So being calm during the storm. 
make understand and make friends with the storm and know how to be calm. Oh, I guess that's it. <laughs> mm, this is this is great. I love it. Um, something that Misty and I also got into is like the aspect of surrender and trust and faith. I'm curious what your thoughts are on. At what point does it does it become just letting the storm happen to us and getting like ran over by life and not being you know strong and being able to stand up against it like what where do you see the balance of like being responsible as the creator and being powerful and and like stepping into it standing for something or standing against the storm so to speak well the the idea that Surrender. See, surrender, as we should know, everyone should know very clearly, is not the same as quitting, is not giving up. Surrender simply means that I'm a part of something greater and I'm relaxing into it, Hmm. into the arms of the universe, if you wonder, into the arms of possibility. Surrender is sort of like the byproduct of, if you intellectually can say, there are more options. Mm this narrow situation that I think I'm in, as soon as I realize there's infinite more options of good for me and seeing the good in that moment, that byproduct of that can be surrender. Because once you realize more options, some people could say, well, then I'm going to go work on something. I'm going to go do something. I'm going to go find. Well, that's fine. That's fine. But even if you don't do that and you just realize that that's sort of the truth you want to embrace, that byproduct is the sweetest surrender. Hmm. Hmm. Sometimes, you know, like I'll tell myself, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a run a business and I could go, 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 go all the time. And sometimes I do. But one of the most amazing things is um, to pause and feel a sense of surrender. And here's one of the ways I cultivate surrender. Sometimes there's days where I think, okay, this is what I've got to do. Hmm, the way I'm thinking and feeling right now, if I do it, it's not going to be my best. What do I think I need? Ah, trapped energy. I'll get on my bicycle and ride 14 miles. And during that ride, expelling excess energy, one of the first things I now say, and this is due to a great friend of mine named Claire Kelly, the idea that what I can do is say, wow, if I'm working to become successful, wait a minute, I can stop in the middle of my day and get on my bicycle and go for a ride and get outside. I am successful that I can do that. I am successful that I can pause and not struggle and not fight. An unsuccessful person couldn't do that. I'm already successful. Wow. See, those you know, thought replacements also kind of lubricate for calm lubricate for surrender and lubricate getting things aligned into better energy because the storm passes well I, I don't know what the longest record for thunderstorms you know or tornadoes in a particular area if it's been like two solid weeks i kind of doubt it but the point is usually they're really bad for a day or two days sometimes most people just can't take it <laughs> but the thing is it really is violent as violent as it is it passes yeah again like clouds Hmm. clouds are our thoughts and the sky is our mind so the idea that things will absolutely pass is another way of realizing you know this too shall pass that's another way to become there's so many ways there's things to think and read and think about 
Yeah. I've, I've really stepped into like the surrender aspect of trusting that things are always working out for my highest and best good, you know, and, and trusting that there's something bigger in store for me that I'm meant for more than this storm, than this breakdown, than this failure, than this setback, lack, limitation, whatever I'm facing. And I, I just like, I love the opportunities to grow. And I'm just curious if people aren't yet at that point where they are so resourceful, like you're talking about being calm in the, in the storm, in the eye of the storm, in the middle of the storm, what, what are their like steps? How can they reassure themselves that, that everything is okay and that, that they're going to be okay through these, these challenges? Hmm. I would say everyone knows how, what that is. There's a difference between intellectually knowing what something is, experiencing it, and being able to experience it. For instance, anyone can think about a transcendent moment, which could be anything. It could be a book. It could be a movie. It could be one's lover. It could be a sunset. Uh, watching the ocean or an animal or their child. There's millions of them. Of those transcendent moments where it's egoless and timeless. That's why people are sex addicts because they want to feel that, fill that hole of ego and time and just disappear with, with bliss. Everyone has some experience with that, some memory of that. The difference is if you know how to take it on when you want to, mm -hmm. even when external circumstances might suggest otherwise. So anyone who has ever had an experience like that already understands the benefit and the quality. When you make it a daily habit, you can do what I do. You can do what Chris does. You can do something only you do. It doesn't matter. But something that puts you in a calm egoless and timeless state, whatever that is, just trust it. I mean, maybe it's my character type. I don't know. But when I started doing TM, I didn't think about arriving anywhere. Mm. When I first began studying Taiji Chuan, I didn't think about ascending to anything in particular. It was just a journey I was going to be on. You get on this yeah. bus and ride it to the end. It's a commitment. It's a decision. Obviously, yeah. it's, a, it's a lifestyle. It's like, hey, this is this is who I am. This is my identity. Yeah. This is. It's a decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you're a pretty damn decisive person. I'm a pretty damn decisive guy. So, I mean, that can be cultivated. But when you get to the point through practice where you're able to step into that space, put that on when you need it, that is a real awakening. That is mm. almost mastery. To be able to become, um, oh, 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 this beautiful book, As a Man Thinketh, mm. by James Allen. We've uh, got time, don't we? Sure, we do. I want everyone to relax, including you. I'm going to read to you the last chapter, which is called Serenity. Okay. In fact, this chapter is so sweet and so good. I could rip out all the other pages, and this would be the whole total value of the book. And when you think about being calm during the storm, I want you, meaning you, dear viewer, and you, my dear friend, Chris, to think about what this says. This was written... Um, 1800s? 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Means it's timeless. The chapter, the last one is called Serenity. Calmness of mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. It is the result of long and patient effort in self-control. Its presence is an indication of ripened experience and of a more than ordinary knowledge of the laws and operations of thought. A woman becomes calm in the measure that she understands herself as the thought-evolved being, for such knowledge necessitates the understanding of others as the result of thought, and as she develops a right understanding and sees more and more clearly the internal relations of things by the action of cause and effect, she ceases to fuss and fume and worry and grieve and remains poised, steadfast, serene. The calm man, having learned how to govern himself, knows how to adapt himself to others, and they, in turn, reverence his spiritual strength, and they feel that they can learn of him and rely upon him. The more tranquil a man becomes, the greater is his success, his influence, his power for good. Even the ordinary trader will find his business prosperity increase as he develops a greater self-control and equanimity. For people will always prefer to deal with a man whose demeanor is strongly equable. The strong, calm man is always loved and revered. He is like a shade-giving tree in a thirsty land or a, sh or a sheltering rock in a storm. Who does not love a tranquil heart, a sweet-tempered, balanced life? It does not matter whether it rains or shines, or what changes come to those possessing these blessings, for they are always sweet, serene, and calm. That exquisite poise of character, which we call serenity, is the last lesson of culture. It is the flowering of life, the fruitage of the soul. It is precious as wisdom, more to be desired than gold. Yes, even than fine gold. How insignificant mere money-seeking looks in comparison with a serene life. A life that dwells in the ocean of truth, beneath the waves, beyond the reach of compass and tempests, in the eternal calm. How many people we know who sour their lives, who ruin all that is sweet and beautiful by explosive tempers, who destroy their poise of character and make bad blood. It is a question whether the great majority of people do not ruin their lives and mar their happiness by lack of self-control. How few people we meet in life who are well-balanced, who have that exquisite poise which is characteristic of the finished character. Yes, humanity surges with uncontrolled passions, is tumultuous with in ungoverned grief, is blown about by anxiety and doubt. Only the wise woman, only she whose thoughts are controlled and purified, makes the winds and the storms of the soul obey her. Tempest-tossed souls, wherever ye may be, 
under whatsoever conditions ye may live, know this. In the ocean of life, the isles of blessedness are smiling. And the sunny shore of your ideal awaits your coming. Keep your hand firmly upon the helm of thought. In the bark of your soul reclines the commanding master. He does but sleep. Wake him. Self-control is strength. Right thought is mastery. Calmness is power. Say unto your heart, peace, be still. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> That's just the very best thing I've ever read. That really is this, the, 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 the silver thread of meaning. Thank you, Jonas Bergwell, through the discussion of being calm during the storm. It takes practice. But no one is so weak, no one is so powerless that they cannot too become. Yeah, we, we all have whatever our next step is. We're all somewhere along the journey. And the next step might be to crawl, you know, to, to, to just move another inch forward. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And there's nothing like, it's almost like there's nothing wrong and there's nothing good about that. It's just what is, you know, there's no, there's no judgment. It's just what, what is, what does our soul yearn for? Our souls yearn for, in my perspective, growth, transcendence, expansion, love. And if someone is in stuckness or overwhelm or anxiety, they're not experiencing what their soul truly wants, that highest vibration, heaven. Right? I think a lot of people say heaven is somewhere up above us. I believe heaven is on earth when we create it. Heaven is all around us when we create it, when we're experiencing joy, love, and transcendence. So what's the next step towards being and experiencing heaven? Well, heaven, like calm and serenity, is absolutely a quality. Mm. Some would call it a place, but let's just stay with quality. Qualities like that don't have an endpoint. You don't attain a calm mind. I mean, you do, but you don't. You don't get a black belt in serenity. <laughs> you don't get a trophy right. for calmness of mind, although that would probably be a step in the right direction, everybody. <laughs> it is absolutely a quality. And if you get a glimpse of it, by calming your mind and your body with some regularity, even for the first day, you may sense, wow, that feels really good. Like your breathing exercises and you do at the beginning. Yeah. That sets things in the right direction. And then through our habits, we may build anxiety and we may go away, away from that space. But that's okay. The first step is still a step. When I say if I had a bottle of wine, but I don't, I have a... An empty beer bottle, which happens to be a Stella. In the smallest sip of the beer is all of the beer. Mm. So in the slightest glimpse, the briefest quality of calm and serenity is complete calm and serenity. And what happens is you get a glimpse of it and you make an afternoon feel a little bit nicer or maybe over time 
a situation where you would normally be anxious or tense, you practice and you get better. And over time, it just grows and grows and grows. And then you die. It just grows and grows. But the point is, once someone tastes just the smallest bit of it, you keep going. Yeah, and I think it's beautiful. What I'm hearing as well is just to be aware of the taste, to be aware of the sensation of calm, of peace, of serenity, of saying, mind, pause. Yes, and pause where? In the now, the two thieves, future and past, rob us of our joy because of the way we relate to them. Yeah, a storm can rob you of your joy depending on how you relate to it. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but before I did meditation, before I started meditation, I wasn't taught it by my parents or anything like that. Found it through personal development at age 22, 23, you know. <laughs> I learned it on the streets. <laughs> so it's like to experience that space, that pause was so uncharacteristic to what I knew. It's like maybe I knew it when I was a kid, but uh, somewhere lo- along the line lost the gap, right? The gap, the spaciousness, the calm, the the pause, the centeredness with everything going around me, not just externally in society and reality and the TV playing and all this kind of stuff, but internally too. In my own mind, there's the storm going. And so to be able to be present and not not react to the storm, not get blown over, not hold on to a thought and get carried away, but to just be there and just allow it to pass through and come back to center, come back to center, come back to the roots, come back to the roots. Which is a disruption. As much as we may think the storm emotionally, financially, intellectually, physically is a disruption to our state of being, Mm. calmness is a disruption to the way we normally think about the storm. Yeah. Yeah, and and the universe, they say the the one thing that is always constant is change, right? So it's like to to pause the change that is constantly going on to create a stillness is it's like antithetical to life. The revolution. <laughs> yeah. All my people say revolution. All my people say revolution. It's a revolution of serenity. Yeah. You know, because we have a lot going against it. You know, there's that culture of despair that some people call life in the big city Mm. or in the Western world. There is that feel of not feeling connected, you know, because you're not on social media. There is that feeling of I don't know what's going on. Mm. Everyone's talking about this. I don't understand it. And I think I'm being left behind. And I think, (laughs) okay. Easy there, Tiger. Easy, easy. <laughs> right. See? That's it's easy. Yeah. It's very it's not natural, but it's typical. It's ordinary to be sort of caught up in that. So this is why this is a practical thing. There are people who go hundred miles an hour all the time and never shut down, never shut off, and they seem to be doing well and they seem to manage all power to them. I am not that guy. Well, I think it's today. It may have worked in the past, and increasingly, there's so many distractions. It's like, I don't want to say it's, a com- it's an increasingly competitive world, and the people who thrive the most are just like hyper-tapped into their presence, 
their gifts, their love, their their energy. They're like able to best channel their energy. And if people are trying to constantly push away the fear, the lack, the limitation, the distraction, the noise to be able to be there, but not effectively dealing with it. They're just trying to push it away rather than allowing it to just be all around them and be centered, which creates the focus, which creates the space to pour and direct their energy. Then I think they're going to get left behind. Those people who are constantly trying to deal with it the old way. Another manifestation of inflexibility. Mm. The new is all the new is coming at us all the time. You know, it's yeah. like someone might think, oh, podcasts are a thing still? I don't know about podcasts. <laughs> well, I don't know, and I can't do it, is a very inflexible thing. Mm. It's like, I wonder what that is. I'd like mm. to learn that from somebody, you know? Mm. The curious and the flexible yeah. always dominate. In other words, if something, you know, if you know anything about martial arts, if someone comes running at you, yeah. well, if you're bigger and heavier, you can stop them. Nah. <laughs> You can, you know, drop and do tomonage and flip them over, or you can be soft and flexible in your own body yeah. and let them go. Yeah. Right, right. And that's part of what stresses are. Mm -hmm. There's something we feel coming at us, and they're bigger than we are. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a stress. Mm -hmm. Even wow. the little mosquitoes, you wow. know, it can be small. But we think something is more powerful than we are. Wow. First thing you can do is learn to be more flexible to it. It's interesting. And just in, in language, it's a problem. Like, this is difficult. I'm stuck. Makes it more powerful. Creates a relationship that we are powerless. The problem is bigger than me. The problem is smarter than me. Wow. The problem is more connected than I am. The wow. problem is more, you know. Yeah. Is it? Is it really? Wow. How do you know? Hmm. How do you know? Wow. Wow. We, we always talk about, you know, studying the lives of people yeah. who have gone rags to riches can be very, very powerful. And you might think, well, they can do it. So can I, or you might think, well, they did it, but I can't. Mm. Well, the truth is you probably can't do what they did, right? but you can follow what they followed. Leverage the principles and the energy yes. that they exhibited of like David and Goliath, you know, the small little little guy taking out a big guy. I think that there's there's more to that story I heard, like that like Malcolm Gladwell dives into like what would actually happen. Uh, but you know, I, I think that that the archetype of the little guy, quote unquote, who doesn't have the strength, the power, the whatever, actually has resourcefulness and being to be able to outwit, outcreate, outmaneuver, whatever, out be. Any any kind of challenge, any kind of obstacle. And you can let your mind erase what kind of challenge and obstacle someone could create and all the potential behaviors one could do it. Uh, being lost in a lifeboat at sea and who's going to eat who, mm. right? Mm. That's happened more than a few times. Mm. And that's where you know preconceived notions fly out the window for survival. Mm. One person might say, what we should all do is draw lots and, and kill someone and eat, stay alive now. One person might say, let's all rest and go to mm. sleep. Yeah. And sleep as much as possible and don't expend much energy. We'll all live longer. But then one person might say, if I go to sleep, they'll kill me. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's all those ways our thoughts go yeah. to absolutes. Yeah. Mm. Power. Yeah. The of mind is something that should be cultivated. Practice it even in small portions today, tonight, and you make friends with it. And whatever you're 
behavior is that you choose, stick with it and see how it goes. But I think it's important. Mm. Essential. Yes, absolutely. Paul, this is gold, man. I want to let people know how they can continue their journey with you and grow with you and have a conversation with you, receive some of your genius. If you want to share a little bit more about how you help some of your clients to get the results that they get, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Whatever you feel like sharing, man. Okay, here's what I feel like sharing. When you moved out of the way, uh, behind your right shoulder, all we could see was urn, U-R-N, which mm. is the word for what you put someone's ashes in when they're cremated. But it also sounds like urn. Cool. I earn by burning the past. Mm. Iron by um, transforming something physical into something else. I, I very interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that before. I had noticed it before, but I noticed things, and that's when I noticed earn in your corner there. How do people uh, relate to me? Connect with me? Well, if you look at the uh, the feed, you'll see my name. Mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook. I say yes to almost everyone. Not everyone, but almost everyone. And you want to have a conversation about something, um, about philosophy, about calmness of mind, or about how any business and brand stepping out into a world right now where people don't believe in the damn thing, they don't trust anything anymore. What are you going to do to make a difference? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. I've got ideas. So, um, yeah, they can find me that way. But the main thing is, more important than finding me because I find people remind people this Wednesday thing is a garden of support, a garden of energy, a garden of love, a garden of inspiration that people can pick the fruit they like anytime. Mm. Mm. It's absolutely beautiful. And the fact you're still doing this after what, 25 years you're doing this now? <laughs> Close. <laughs> With overtime, maybe 40. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a superhuman thing you're doing, but you are at least a superhuman. So I appreciate you doing this every Wednesday. You're fantastic. And um, you know, Chris, I love you. I love you, Paul. And thank you so thank you. much. Thank you, here For being you and your genius that you've developed over the years, the books that you've read, the calm that you have dedicated yourself to culture, cultivating within yourself, the peace, the serenity. For people who want to find the book? Yeah. As a Man Thinking, James Allen. Great book. It's a little book. So for sharing powerful resources with us, and I loved also the uh, reading of the chapter that was beautiful, super appropriate, and divine divine timing and planning and the beautiful present moment that we're in. Yeah. Right here. That's right. Right there. <laughs> awesome. So everyone connect with Paul, send him a message, let him know what your biggest takeaway was. You can also screenshot this live or replay uh, or podcast. Tag me at I am millionaire Chris, and I'll make sure that Paul gets it as well because we are having a lot of fun. We always do. Thanks again, buddy. Thank you. Have a great day. We'll see you soon, Paul. Bye-bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. 
Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.